Hello everyone, and welcome back to the Drunken Storytellers podcast, where I, your erstwhile host, folklore nerd, freelance RPG writer and mad scientist, take you on a tour of folklore, myths and legends from across the globe, with some inane drunk ramblings occasionally thrown in. Uh, in this episode, I'm back. Uh, there's been a bit of a break between these uh, these episodes, because uh, I had to madly finish my PhD thesis. That is all now handed in, I'm done with that. Uh, just got to defend it, do the, the Viva thingy in a couple of weeks, uh, and then then I'll be a doctor, a doctor of astrophysics, not folklore. Yeah, so that that's all done. Um, I'll be getting back to this. These will become hopefully more regular. I don't know. We'll see. Life is life. Um, this episode I had actually planned quite some time ago and was meant to be out, I don't know, uh, quite some time ago, a couple of months ago. But, uh, yeah, writing a PhD thesis is apparently quite hard and takes up all your free time. So, yes. Today's episode, or whenever you're listening to it, this evening's episode, whenever, I don't know, uh, is is less folklore, more history. Um, I thought I'd do, do, do a nice little history lesson today. Uh, and there is a connection as to why I wanted to do this. So, uh, some time ago... Sometime early this year, I I managed to watch the Woodland Dark and Dark Day. What was it called? Woodland Dark and Days Bewitched, the three-hour-long folk horror delve into kind of like the history of folk horror um, movies and books and stuff and where it all came from. And so I I then got into a kind of a folk horror thing and watched a load of movies um, and watched some of the obscure stuff from there. So that was kind of fun, but. I also went back and watched some of the classics. Uh, and one of those classics was Witchfinder General. We're going to actually look at that movie in a little, in a, in, in a way today. Not actually look at the movie itself, but something that is from that movie. So, for me, obviously, it's a cool movie. It's a really good movie. And it's got um, Vincent Price playing the Witchfinder. So that's just, that's, in, that's an instant hit. There you go. But I was born in a town known as Ipswich in Suffolk. Uh, many, many, far too many moons ago now. So I was born in Ipswich. Uh, but, but despite being born in possibly one of the worst cities in England, and possibly one of the worst cities, definitely the worst city in the east of England, um, I actually grew up in a really nice area. Um, Suffolk itself is quite nice. Ipswich is not. Um, don't go to Ipswich if you go to Suffolk. Go to the other areas. I grew up in a, in a village called Brandeston. Uh, which is about 30 minutes north of Ipswich and not too far from the coast, uh, near somewhere called Aldborough. And I lived in the old converted schoolhouse there. And this backs onto the old graveyard uh, that's no longer in use. Uh, that's not actually related to this story, but it's a cool piece of information and kind of explains a little bit about who I am. I lived in a really old Victorian schoolhouse that backed onto a church. And I have stories about that, but that's a different day. So yeah, that's where I grew up. Um, and, but, and if you've seen Witchfinder General, you'll notice that it starts off in the village of Brandeston. It kind of walks in and you see you see the, the, the village sign of, of Brandeston. It wasn't actually filmed in Brandeston, unfortunately, but it is, it is based there to some extent. Where at the beginning they arrest a bishop by the name of John Lowe and he is tried for witchcraft. Uh, not much... There were hints of kind of the truth of what happened to John Lowe in the movie. 
Um, and it doesn't kind of go into the very witch trials or anything like that, but it mainly focuses on other things, kind of like just Matthew Hopkins being an asshole, um, running off, and he sleeps with somebody in that movie. Um, not sure whether that's a, a true thing that he actually did or not, um, but yeah. And there's some stuff in there to do with uh, Roundheads and Cavaliers because this is the 17th century in England and we're during the middle of the English Civil War. So I thought, as I was born and raised in Brandeston, I think we moved there from there when I was about five or six. I can't quite remember. I thought we'd actually have a look at the real-life tale of John Lowe and how he got charged with witchcraft and eventually hung in Bury St Edmunds. So... Who was John Lowe and why was he hung for witchcraft? Other than the obvious fact that Matthew Hopkins was a fucking nut. Lowe was an elderly vicar uh, in the village of Brandeston at the All Saints Church during the time of his trials in 1645. He was kind of in his mid-80s. I don't know exactly how old he was. But for the time, that's a really good age to be at kind of showing you the wealth that he probably came from and the wealth and power of the church at the time. Um, because being 80 in 1645, well, you're damn near a walking corpse at that point. So he was educated at St. John's College in Cambridge, um, quite a prestigious religious college at the time. So he, he is quite a rich person. He's come from a good family to be able to be sent there. And as mentioned before, this was during the time of the English Civil War, which was between parliamentarian, parliamentarians, or roundheads, and royalists, the Cavaliers, with doses of Catholicism versus the Church of England thrown into it as well. So there, there is some kind of religious undertones of the actual Civil War. And though the roundheads won, it wasn't a win that lasted very long. Um, yay, Civil Wars don't always work. Woo! But we won't go into that. The records of Low from the years that kind of lead up to the accu- accusations show that he was actually a little bit of an asshole. Uh, he apparently apparently punched a parishioner on the nose, making him bleed. Um, after an argument erupted in the churchyard. I'd love to have seen that. And Suffolk was mostly on the side of the Roundheads in the Civil War. Um, and so more in line with the Church of England and the smaller sects, such as Presbyterianism and Puritanism. Um, these were quite popular in Suffolk, and and therefore the Catholic Church was was kind of not well liked at the time. Um, and apparently Low showed papist leanings, so um, this was not taken well by his flock, who were mostly Presbyterian and Puritanisms, uh, Puritanism people. So this also kind of relates to Hopkins, who was a very very strict Puritan uh, and definitely wanted to boot the Catholic Church out of England and, and, and murder a lot of Catholics. So, yeah, there's that connection for Hopkins to why he turns up in a bit. So other other than uh, kind of being an ass and kind of getting into arguments with uh, his parishioners over unknown causes, Lowe also caused a bit of an argument when he took the side of a woman who was accused of witchcraft. I couldn't find much on this, so please take this with a pinch of salt. But yeah, apparently a woman was accused of witchcraft and this and, and Lowe backed her up uh, and this connected in the villagers' mind him to witchcraft. So from all this kind of turbulent association with his parish, the villagers obviously didn't like him. <laughs> and so what they did 
uh, was what any kind of 17th century group of illiterate peasants would do. They got a petition together. Um, not quite sure how they managed to do that, uh, being illiterate and all that kind of malarkey. But yeah, they got a petition together and, and went to the church and went to the church and asked them to boot his miserable ass out. Uh, and lo and behold, the church agreed because, um, like, erg witches and Catholics, and like, Ugh. and and none of that kind of is good in the church. So, amongst all this kerfuffle, unfortunately, that wasn't the worst thing to happen. Uh, it's like getting kicked out of your church is, is at the time is probably a pretty bad thing, but it caught the nose of Hopkins, uh, and he made all haste to Brandiston. Uh, and arrested Lowe on crimes of witchcraft. So the connection to the woman of witchcraft, um, his parishioners not liking him, him showing maybe slight leanings towards Catholicism and stuff. So this kind of brought Lowe to Hopkins' attention. Uh, now, I've said this before, I've said it before in this, this episode, and I've said it before in another episode, Hopkins was a complete bastard. He was not a nice man, he was a bit of an arse. Well, a bit is an understatement. He was a complete arse. We'll do it. We'll I'll do an episode on him at some point because people need to need to know that he was a fuck nugget. So yeah, um, he interrogated Lowe for a number of days up in Framlingham. Yeah, it's very likely that he was bound to a chair with coarse hemp rope, uh, and it was so tightly bound that his wrists and ankles bled. He was deprived of food and sleep for several days and continuously made to run up and down his cell. He was also dunked, um, as in tied to a chair and thrown into the moat at Framlingham uh, and then lifted out. And he failed to drown, thus proving his connection to witchcraft. Obviously, because humans float. So Lowe, after all of this, was weary and most likely delusional um, after all of those kind of things that have been done to him. And so he confessed. He confessed to crimes of witchcraft. Now, some of the crimes he confessed to are a little bit, well, I will list some of these and I'll uh, let you make up your mind as to how believable any of these are. So, he confessed to bewitching cattle, working in league with Satan, preaching 60 plus sermons after a covenant was, was enacted between him and the devil, or Satan, he committed the most heinous, wicked, and accursed acts with the help of six imps who visited him daily. He uh, was accused of the poisoning of Nathaniel Mann, who was the son of a local gentry. He had connections to a local female witch who was able to raise storms and had committed murder. Um, he was accused of sinking ships between Yarmouth and Winterton with his army of imps and he sunk a specific ship off Harwich Harbour, which caused a great loss of life during a relatively calm and peaceful day. Hopkins and his cronies also claimed to have found teats under Lowe's tongue, two of them, and on the crown of his head, uh, which was seen as further confirmation of his guilt. So yeah, Lowe confessed to all of these things, um, and I think, to be fair, it's probably a confession of torture, and of uh, just wanting it to end. And if you read some of the other stories about Hopkins and the way he treated people and things, yeah, you can see why some people actually confessed, because it was better to confess and get it over with uh, than to continue on. We won't go into whether all witches are murdered and everything, but some were and some weren't. 
So after all of this, um, Lowe was then taken to Boris and Tedman's uh, for trial. Uh, he was put on trial for witchcraft. So he was taken from Framlingham uh, over to Boris and Edmunds, which is another town in Suffolk. Lowe actually revoked his confessions, but the court uh, wanted nothing to do with that. Um, he hadn't drowned, so therefore he was a witch. The court also, being the backwards place that the 17th century was, and this also being Suffolk, which is a little bit backwards, um, accepted the validity of the sinking of the ship at Harwich without any investigation or evidence. Because you would, you would, you would, because screw the process of law. So, along with a number of others accused of witchcraft, who were mostly women, Lowe was taken to the gallows on August the 27th, 1645. As he made his way up to the gallows, he read his own funeral rites, knowing that he was going to be denied a Christian burial. Exactly why Hopkins went for Lowe is actually unknown, uh, but as I've discussed here, there are a few reasons that may have led him there. So, taking the side of a witch in an argument, papist ideologies, being a grumpy ass um, and getting booted from the church maybe, or maybe Hopkins was just a madman bent on murdering people for no other reason than he could, getting away with it claiming witchcraft. So I'll leave that decision up to you, my dear listeners. Uh, the village of Branderston has a small memorial of Lowe on the village sign. So if you actually go to the village or you Google the village of Branderston, you'll see a carving. It's quite a nice village sign, a carving of the church. And uh, John Lowe is on there. And also in All Saints Church, there was a plaque which was put up not too long ago, a couple of years ago. Uh, in memory of John Lowe, uh, the plaque has a quote from a former steward of Branderston, a guy called Robert Hawes, who in 1712 wrote... May no such blind and bloody superstition and madness ever get head again within this land. Which I think is a quite nice quote. Unfortunately, we know that, uh, well, there's lots of bloody superstitions going around at the moment and, and, and madness in this world. So. so I thought I would dedicate this episode to the memory of the 17 men and women who were hung till death uh, from the Burry Witch Trials. We have John Lowe, Vicar of Branderston. Anne Alderman, Rebecca Morris, and Mary Bacon of Chattisham. Mary Close of Yoxford, Sarah Spindler, Jane Linstead, Thomas Everard, Cooper, and his wife Mary of Halesworth. Mary Fuller of Coombs, Susan Manners, Jane Rivet, and Mary Skipper of Copdock near Ipswich. Mary Smith of Great Glenham, Marjorie Sparham of Mendham, Catherine Tooley of Wesselton. Anne Leach and Anne Wright, Origins Unknown. And also the thousands of others persecuted, murdered, exiled and mistreated throughout the world on accusations of witchcraft. And so there you have it. Um, not really folklore, but a quick look at the church near me where I grew up um, and a vague connection to me and Matthew Hopkins. That's it for this episode. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it. So please do kind of obviously like and follow and all that kind of crap that you're meant to do at the end of these things, share it around, give reviews, whatever. You can find me over on Twitter at the Drunken Store One. I'm on Facebook as the Drunken Storyteller. You can email me at the Drunken Storyteller UK at gmail.com and send me suggestions on topics and stories to cover. I play RPGs over on Twitch and YouTube under the Drunken Storyteller. Uh, these will be starting up again soon, hopefully. 
And we're going to finish off our Alien game with Mark Norman um, and James Shakeshaft from other famous folklore podcasts. You can also find me over on Darker Days Radio where we talk about horror-themed RPGs as well. So um, thank you for listening and I hope you enjoyed it. I'm hoping to get back and do more of these episodes soon. Uh, I'm off to Edinburgh next week for a holiday. So expect the next episode to be on some Edinburgh folklore and spookies and ghosts and things like that. So until then, my friends, goodbye.